your home of the Pens and the best Pens coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh and iHeart Radio Station. I love hockey, but I hate the National Hockey League. I like Gary Bettman, but the people he's hired are idiots. But let's put aside the brutality that goes undisciplined and a goon heading up the Department of Player Safety and Tom Wilson using everybody's head as a pinata up to and reportedly including SpongeBob SquarePants, who I never liked, but that doesn't mean you can drill him in the head. Soccer has goal line technology that immediately informs the referee when the ball is totally crossed the goal line. Tennis has technology that immediately tells you if the ball was in or out, and it is infallible. Baseball has a graphic that gets balls and strikes right every single time, which inexplicably, baseball does not use. How on earth does hockey not use that technology to know for sure if the puck is or isn't in the net? That technology is there. Why don't they use it? And the answer is, because hockey has its head up its backside. Hey, hockey, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. 412-367-0815 is the number to call for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Yo, that goal or no goal thing, it's the single most important thing in hockey to get right. The technology is there, obviously, and hockey won't use it. Okay. Again, the number to dial, 412-333-WXDX. Penguins and Caps tonight, game three. It looks like Dumoulin and Gino will play. It looks like Carl Haglund won't. All three took part in the morning skate. Hagler wore no contact jersey. Dumo and Malkin were full participants and wore regular sweaters. Haglin, Ronnie, and Hunwick stayed on the ice for extra practice after the skate, so that indicates they will not play this evening and conversely indicates that Dumoulin and Malkin will. What will they add to the lineup? Well, certainly more than Carter, Ronnie, and Matt Hunwick. But let's hope they add even more than that. Curious to see what the line combinations will be. You'd like to put Gino back with Kessel to jumpstart Kessel, who looks to be playing hurt, but Malkin obviously will also be playing hurt, so does putting them on the same line help or does it hurt? Would it be better to leave Broussard, uh, put Broussard with Kessel and put Gino, I don't know, with Brian Rust? All will be revealed tonight at 7.35 when the puck drops at PPG Paints Arena. What's your take? Would you put Malkin and Kessel together even though each would be playing Hurt? 412-333-WXDX. A key to tonight's game is going to be how the Penguins start. They had terrible starts in each of the first two games. They managed to survive and win game one with that third period flurry despite conceding a goal just 17 seconds into the game. Then game two, they allowed a goal just 
uh, 88 seconds into the game and uh, never quite caught up after that. So the Penguins need to not come out flat. They need a good start. People talk about Murray's glove and Broussard's lack of production and all the various problems that you lot like to pick out on a team that's won the last two Stanley Cup championships. But what they need to do tonight is not come out flat, get a good start, maybe not the first goal, but it would help, and for sure keep it like nothing-nothing after five minutes. And I think they need to do a better job on Ovechkin because he has a goal in each game. And if he scores seven goals in this series, chances are the Capitals are going to win. Uh, I watched that Bruins-Tampa game three last night, and Tampa gave the Penguins a blueprint for what you need to do to beat a team like Washington, who are a team like Boston. Don't win the battles. Make there as few battles as possible. Don't play great in the traffic. Spread the traffic out until there is no traffic. Possess the puck. Use your speed and your skill. That's not exactly uh, anything but Hockey 101, but it's something the Penguins need to adhere to. Let's go to John and Emsworth. John, you're on the Mark Madden Show. How you doing, Mark? Good, John. Well, what about cameras inside the goalpost? They have the pylon cameras in the NFL. In the NFL, that's right. They have a camera in each pylon. What about a camera inside the net? I'm not sure what the depth perception would be like there. I'm not sure what perspective would be provided, but it's certainly something they should consider. Uh, they should consider doing more than they are, doing better than they are. Let's go to JT in North Hills. JT, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mr. Super Genius. Hey, uh, I, got, I know why that, that goal wasn't called a goal, and everybody in the whole media is missing this this point. Bear with me. Okay, they're, they're in uh, uh, Toronto or wherever. Okay, they're reviewing this. They're only getting the feed that's sent to them, Okay. If there's a producer in that town that buys the one team, they're not going to get the shot that they need to Yeah, the, fi the fix isn't in, Junior, but thanks for the call. Ready to begin filming now, Mr. Stone. Hey, there was a situation a few years ago where Philadelphia didn't get a goal it should have because a Penguins TV producer didn't get that video in time for the review. And that guy was suspended, and I was shocked he wasn't fired. And frankly, I thought he should have been. So that is not something the NHL would tolerate if it did happen. I know because it happened, and they did not tolerate it. 412-333-9930. 33 is the number to call. 9939. Yeah, just call some friggin' number. Maybe we'll pick up. Uh uh, the Penguin fans are grinding their axes, and I want to go over this again because I think it's funny. I'm looking around here at Buford's. Do I see any Flurry shirts? I hope not because he's gone. Do I see any Ian Cole shirts? I hope not because he's gone. Okay, support the logo, not your imaginary lover, because you ain't getting nowhere with those guys anyway. They're spoken for. And uh, the Flurry fans are going to criticize Murray's glove, and the Cole fans are going to criticize Broussard for not producing you do need a few more points from Broussard, but I think Flurry's playing brilliant. If you say his glove is a weakness, he uses his blocker like it's a glove. He's made more great blocker saves in this series alone 
that I've seen a goalie make blocker saves in, in the best part of a month. So if you want to bitch, why would you bitch when you come back from Washington with the split and home ice? I don't know why you'd bitch. Maybe your fair-weather Jamokes who didn't know we had a hockey team till we drafted Crosby. But uh, Murray's playing great. And he's not the reason they're only tied one game to one. In fact, he played great in both games at D.C. Stuff like that really gets under my skin because I just... Uh, let me tell you a little story that you'll get bored by and don't fall asleep and drive off the road because that would be tragic. When I was a kid, they traded my favorite player, Greg Polis. He went from the Penguins to the Blues to the Rangers to the Capitals. And for a while, I rooted for the Blues and Rangers. It took me a long time to get over it. But then when I was about 13 years old, seriously, 13, when I was 13, I was smarter than most of you which is no surprise because I do, after all, have a tested IQ of 166. That doesn't come and go with age. I came out of the womb smarter than all of you. I said, you know what? Greg Poles is my favorite player, and he's a friend of mine, a family friend, but the logo's bigger. It's something bigger to be a part of, the logo. Not one guy, but the logo. I can't believe some of you can't let go of Flurry and Cole. If a 13-year-old kid could let go of his favorite player, a grown man or woman should let go. Well, first off, grown men and women. Boy, I'm trotting on dangerous territory here. I've never understood a grown man or woman wearing somebody else's name and number on their back. Sorry, everybody here. Don't get it. But it's about the logo. And I'm sorry, Matt Murray's a brilliant goalie. He's won the last two Stanley Cups. And anybody who hates on him is just a misinformed jerk. We got Joe Wayne and Greg on hold. We'll get up to him in a second. I I gotta take this call. This sounds like more Oliver Stone stuff. Joe on the road. Joe, you're on with Double M. How you doing? Good. What's up? Not much. So, do you believe? Do you think that there's any way that they, they feel that they got the call wrong with the goal, and that the rest will sort of you know sort of weigh in and give give the benefit of the doubt towards the pen? No. Anything no. else? No. no. Anything else? No, we're good, buddy. Okay, good call there, Junior. Up next, we got Wayne, Randy, and Greg on hold. That's like all in the family. Edith said, Archie, how can you just say no? Like this, Edith. No. 105.9 The X. Talk on 105.9 The X. Okay, I feel a bit uh, lazy, so just call and talk hockey. Not asking a lot, is it? 412-333-9939. I got to unburn about this, though. Barstool Sports, which I think is just pretend journalism and pretend radio and pretend everything. Okay, they're not professionals. They don't act professional. They're not talented enough to be professional. And they just suck. I just saw a segment of a podcast about hockey. It's called uh, Healthy Scratches. It's a podcast about hockey. And they wage a lengthy debate over who you would rather see be a fan of your hockey team, Jimmy G or Lil John, who I assume are two rappers. I know Lil John is. Boy, what cutting-edge hockey analysis. It was three people, a woman and two men, and one of the men looked to be about 30 years old. I'm no slave to fashion, as anybody here at Buford can see, but this kid was wearing a sport jacket, with a T-shirt 
and a baseball cap on backwards. My God, this guy here is wearing the same thing. Yeah, turn that frontwards, sir. And he's like 30. I mean, come on. Well, I just, I just put this guy in the soup right here. Sorry about that, buddy. Uh, let's go to uh, Maverick in Annapolis. Maverick, you're on with Double M. Super G, how you doing? Good, Maverick. Hey, I want to talk about Matt Murray a little bit. And I know you and I both agree he's been playing phenomenal the past two years, even so far in the playoffs. Um, not his best self, but I think in order for us to win this series, we might have to see Murray win a game or two, at least steal one or two from Well, he's already won uh, one, and if you think that they would have won that game, uh, the game one of the series without him playing as well as he did, you're sorely mistaken. Okay, yeah, if right. Matt Murray if Matt Murray up. plays as well as he has in this series, in games one and two, if Matt Murray continues that play through the rest of the series, the Penguins should win the series. Agree or disagree? I agree, but just looking at the rest of the team, who knows where Malkin's going to be if he plays, if he's 70%, 80%. I think we just need solid Matt Murray play. Uh, okay, what's now you're pissing me off because you're implying that there hasn't been solid Matt Murray play. Okay, he's played great in the first two games. Do you disagree with that? I guess I'm not disagreeing with it. I just think we need him to, you know, play his normal stuff that we've seen the past two years. Okay, now, now you see your dodge. I, I, no, no, see, when you say that, you're saying he didn't play well in the first two games. You can't say, I think he played well, but we need him to be his usual self. Because he was his usual two-time defending Stanley Cup winning self in games one and two of this series. In a couple of the Flyer games, okay, you got a bit of a beef. He wasn't terrific in a couple of those games. But in the first two games of this series, he played great. I mean, how can you dispute that? He has. He has. I See, guess now you're just giving up, and I have no time for quitters. Let's go to uh, Wayne in the parking lot. Wayne, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Yeah. Hey, there, hey! here's the thing uh, for the NHL. There, there are too many bodies around the net to see if a puck is over or not. Nobody skates inside the net. So why don't, they, why don't they make it puck to glass and have a camera underneath? That way you can see everything. Make what? Make the inside make the... the net puck to glass. Nobody skates inside the net. Oh, okay, you don't need now, that now, ice. Now, now, you mean the inside of the net like the ice? The ice inside the net with the camera never, underneath. The I have glass. never heard anything more bizarre than that. You know what? It just might work. But, but Yeah, you well, can't see down on top. Okay. It's always laying on top of it. Overhead cameras don't work. You know what? That's so crazy it might work, but you understand they're just not going to do that, right? Well, they, they can do anything. It costs money. I mean, it's so I, definitive. I, I you can see underneath. You can see underneath I, with the camera. It'd be perfect. I can't believe there's not technology that would circumvent cutting a big hole in the ice. And and you say nobody skates on that ice? I think it's skates like, well, touch. No, if they do, if they do, then it pucks over. The goalie doesn't need to have that ice in there. Oh, so the, plexigla so the plexiglass could move and the guy's leg could jam down the hole left by no, the plexiglass no, 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 moving. No, you insert it. You insert it. You can do that easily. What do you mean you I insert it? A, you, you don't I think it would ever move? Oh, you work in a rink. All you have what to do rink? is build a frame and lay a three-quarter inch plexiglass on there. It would never work. work at? What rink do you work at? How about that? What rink do you work at? No, I used to. I don't anymore. Why did you there. get fired because you tried to cut a hole in the ice and insert plexiglass? Thank yeah, you for the call. My God.
Let's go to Randy in Wexford. Randy, you're on with Mark. What up, man? What up? Hey, I wanted the people are talking about a lot of the controversial calls in the game. I wanted to talk about one that seems to have been overshadowed, which is the uh, the goalie interference that you know they kind of looked at. It upsets me because they admitted there was obvious intentional interference and there were no repercussions for that. You know, what's the top was that, player? Was that, on the, was that on the Verona goal, the goal that gave Washington a two-zip lead in game two? I believe so. Yeah, that was goalie interference. A capital, I think Chasson pushed Murray's right pad into the net with his stick. Clearly interfered with his movement, kept him on that side of the net for just a split second, and the goal was scored at the opposite post. You're exactly right, and I think by the standard by which they've called goaltender interference, that goal should not have counted. Let's go to Dan and Hazelwood. Dan, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. Good day. Right. Hey, uh, I just, uh, I think that this series is not going seven. I think we're going to win it in five, and I know that might sound crazy. It sounds My crazy. Thinking, yeah. Uh, every time I watch these Capitals, by 15 minutes into the period, they look like hot garbage. They're they're bent over. They're not getting up to move with the pocket face-off. They're beat. They're just beat. They don't have well, the no, no. I, I agree that the Penguins are, are winning the the speed battle. And that yeah. is taking a toll on the Capitals in terms of cardio. But the Capitals are seizing early leads. And yeah. it's a little bit easier to play tired. I'm sure you'd agree, Dan, if you have yeah. a lead. Oh, absolutely. So, is it defensemen that need to step up? Is it just better? I think they need to play just. I think they need to play just as well as they have in the first two games and get off to a better start tonight. Thank you for the call. Okay, following in the hallowed footsteps of Barstool Radio, next segment the topic will be: Who would you rather have be a Penguin fan, Wiz Khalifa or Sammy Davis Jr.? And and think hard before you decide that because I think really that is cutting edge and and a question that will determine the winner of this series because the Capitals. Who's their celebrity fan? Or the porn girl and the girl who got fired by SportsCenter. So, uh, boy, I have a really good punchline that I could have said on the year 10 years ago, but just can't do now. You know, uh, I, somebody reprinted a column I wrote, uh, well, posted on Twitter, in, in which I said that Ike Taylor, would, Ike, Ike Taylor, Shoeless Ike, would turn out to be the worst Steelers draft pick ever. And he wasn't the worst Steelers draft pick ever. But at the end of the column, I said... They should have drafted Ike Turner instead of Ike Taylor because we all know Ike Turner's a big hitter. Okay, couldn't write that today. Just couldn't. Back then, I not only wrote that, but it went past about seven editors and got in the Post-Gazette. That's like, what, 15 years ago? Different time then. And you know what? It's good that things have changed in that regard because there wasn't anything funny about that. But, uh, well, gee whiz, you know how I get sometimes. 105.9 The X. This is Phil Kessa of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden, the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. And live at Buford's on 5th Avenue, we're giving away tickets at 6 o'clock. So if you're close, get here, and you might get to go to the game tonight if you're not planning on it already. Uh, in honor of the great work the cutting-edge folks at Barstool Sports are doing, I put a poll up on Twitter, and it says, who would make a better celebrity Penguins fan? The choices are Jesus Christ, Sammy Davis Jr., or Brian Mills, which was Liam Neeson's character in Taken. I, I think that's a tough three to pick from. Now, keep in mind that Sammy Davis Jr. is dead. Brian Mills is a fictional character. 
Jesus Christ is quite definitely dead and potentially a fictional character, depending on your belief system. So it's tough to pick one out of those three. I, I got to go with Brian Mills from Taken. I mean, he killed everybody. Plus, he had great one-liners. That's the key in an action movie, not just to kill everybody, but have great one-liners. Jesus, he turned water into wine. He, he walked on water. He fed people with the loaves and fishes. But where were the snappy one-liners, Jesus? Where's the entertainment value? And Sammy Davis Jr., one song, Candyman. That keeps him in contention. So do vote now on Twitter, at Mark Madden X. I see a lot of people saying, did he just call Jesus fictional? We don't know for sure. I believe. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. we got an extra half hour of hockey talk from 6 till 6.30. Thanks to uh, the good folks at Shenderovich, Shenderovich and Fishman. Right now, let's go to Jim in Penn Run. Jim, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Super genius. How are you? Good. What up? Hey, that caller uh, a little while ago talked about the plexiglass. The plexiglass is ridiculous. However, uh, well, actually, I got a, a couple tweets about that. How would you Zamboni the ice? Well, you just use the ice. The only reason the ice appears white is because they paint the concrete underneath it. So there's clear ice that you can see through. You could probably mount a camera underneath there and take a look at it. Well, there you go. You solved the problem. Thank you for the call, and that does sound a lot more sensible. Let's go to Greg in Jefferson Hills. Greg, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Double M. Hi, Greg. I just wanted to uh, ask you a question and get your opinion on that. Uh, on the goal, Miss Goal, which I probably watched four or five of those this year. Some looked like they were in, some looked like they weren't in. Well, that one looked in because, you know, the photograph aside, there was one photograph that showed white between the puck and the goal line. And that's well, conclusive enough was, for me. But the other thing that. No, you're, inter you're interrupting the host of the show, and that, that never really works. Uh, my premise is you could see that the puck wasn't out of the net. You couldn't see a puck. And if it wasn't out of the net, then it had to be in the net. Go ahead, Greg. But here's my, here's my question. Why not, and I've watched several of them this year in different games, why not make it like football? Because every time they show that, if you made it that any part of that puck crosses that line, it's a goal. No, you can't. No, that would be just goodbye. So any time the puck crosses the goal line, even a little bit, it's a goal? I mean, that, that just, even for a caller to this show, that's stupid. Let's go to Drew in the car. Drew, you're on with double M. These calls need to get better. They need to get better. I'm being embarrassed in front of a packed house here at Buford's. Drew, save me, brother. Go ahead. Double M, big fan, big fan. Thank you very little. So tonight with us having the line change advantage, is there any way that we get Alex, Jimmy Lexiak out there, maybe when the Capitals are starting to get tired in the second period and he gets a shift against the top line and maybe lines up Tom Wilson in open ice or in any well, ice? Well, you see, I, I don't feel the need to seek revenge. Now, if you're asking me if Jamie Lexiak would be a good matchup against Tom Wilson, I would love to pursue that matchup except... If Alexiak's out there against Tom Wilson, he's also out there against Alex Ovechkin. He's also out there against Kuznetsov. And that would not be a good matchup at all. 
uh, I want Matang and Dumoulin out there against the Ovechkin line. And maybe that puts Dumoulin in harm's way, but I'm not going to compromise the Penguins tactically in, in order to promote or avoid physicality in, in order to try to exact some kind of revenge either. So that's an idea. The only way to do that would be to switch the D partners up and put Alexiak with Latang, and I can tell you that would make Latang decidedly uncomfortable. It just wouldn't be as good. Dumo's a better defenseman, so that's a good idea for shift perhaps now and again, but not something I would pursue the whole game. Let's go to John and Beaver. John, you're on with Double M. Okay, John hung up. Let's go to Down in the Ditch. That's sort of a unique name for caller, Down in the Ditch. I've been there, buddy. What's on your mind? Hi, Mark. I'm interested in talking about revenge. Okay, well, go ahead. Revenge on Tom Wilson. Let's say we get up. I mean, I'm not knowledgeable about hockey. I enjoy listening to your show, but I'm just not that knowledgeable. Let me ask you something. It's hard to tell. (laughs) If we get up by some points... Um, They're called goals in hockey, not points, but goals. If we get up, thank you. If we get up by some goals, is it possible to take the worst player in the team and somebody drives their stick right into Tom Wilson's face? No, I don't like that idea. Uh, First off, who's the worst player in the team? I don't know, but the one guy has some terrific size. Yeah, uh, that's Alexiak, and then you don't have him for a couple games, and Matt Hunwick has to play. And that's not my idea of revenge unless you want to avenge, unless you want to screw the Penguins. That's a weird kind of revenge. No, it's a dumb idea, and you don't know anything about hockey, but at least we straightened all that out. Here's an update on the poll. And it's not the close race I'd hoped for. Jesus leads with 50% of the vote, 309 people voting. Brian Mills from Taken, second at 30%. Sammy Davis Jr., 20%. And speaking on behalf of Sammy Davis Jr. and indeed the entire Rat Pack, and anyone who saw the episode of All in the Family where Sammy left his briefcase in Munson's cab when Archie drove it and he had to visit the Bunker household, I'm ashamed of all of you. I'm not saying Sammy should win, but don't we get 20% of the vote and be in last place? I mean, Mr. Bojangles would not dance over this, let me assure you of that. Let's go to Mike in the South Hills. Mike, you're on with Double M. Hey, Double M. How are you, how you doing today? Good. Hey, uh, Double M, with the, with the sloppy starts the Pens have had in the last two games and creating those odd man breaks, do you think it's a, a big uh, reason because of the pinching on our D and, and someone like Latang that just can't doesn't have the ability anymore to get back? To, to get back into okay, the that, or, okay, okay, he does have the ability to get back. When he pinches and gets caught up ice, a forward is improperly covering. Okay, so understand the system, and don't just blame Latang because you like to blame Latang. Well, I didn't want to just blame Latang. It was just an example. No, no, so. no. You, you came into this conversation specifically to blame Latang. You know how I know? Because you did it right away. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. So how would, would you, I – thank you. No, no, you've would, talked enough. Thank you for the call. Uh what I would like to see them do for the first two minutes of the game tonight is not pinch. I'd like to see them think to themselves, you know what? We don't want to trail after 17 seconds again or 88 seconds again. And I know that's playing conservative by their standards, but in light of how it's blown up in their faces in each of the last two starts uh, to each of the last two games, that's what I would pursue. 
Let's take one more. Let's go to Cody and Mars. Cody, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hi, Mark. Uh, my question was, are we passing the puck too much during our power plays instead of shooting the puck? I thought we They've had been passing issue. the puck too much all year on the power play, Junior, and I'd be as pissed as you are except they scored 26% of the time. That's just the way they do it. What I would like to see is when the power play slumps a little bit for them to shoot it more, but how can you fault that power play? I mean, it's, it was the best in the league. It's had a couple bad games. That doesn't mean you change your style or shake up the personnel. Thank you for the call. Okay, Sammy Davis Jr. has rallied from 20% to 21%. Uh, Jesus now at 51%. Brian Mills at 28%. That's disappointing, too, because, as we know, he has a very particular set, set of skills. What the hell? It's time to ask Mark anything. Anything about anything. 412-333-WXDX. This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 DX. It's time now to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant and Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chapino in the Strip. Let's go to Sam in Connellsville. Sam, you're on Ask Mark Anything. Yeah, I just want to know when you're going to stop whining about the Tom Wilson hit. Well, I'll tell you what, Sam. Why don't you come down here and let me hit you in the head and see how long it is till you stop whining about it. You would make Johnny Ice as a hockey player. Well, Sam, uh, you're calling from Connellsville. What do you skate at the ice mine down there, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where did you play, Sam? What level did you play at? A lot higher than you ever will, perhaps. What level did you play at, Sam? Like men's league, beer league, women's league, co-ed league? What league did you play in, Sam? I played amateur if you, Sam, yeah. Sam, if you weren't ashamed of it, there would be no reason to hide it. So what high school did you play for? 2A minor. I played you know, high school. I played all through, yeah. Wow, you just missed the pros, didn't you, Sam? You just missed. But don't worry, there's always Barber College. Anything else? Anything else, Sam? Because you played the game like a real man. You got hit in the head a lot, which the audience is easily ascertained. Let's go to Samantha in Upper St. Clair. Samantha, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. I just wanted to get your opinion on tenting inside the goal. Like, I know people have said to put clear ice or plexiglass. The NHL wanted us to believe it was snow on the puck, and that was the white we were seeing. But if the inside of the goal, the goal was painted a different color... What? Somebody said, it, somebody, said it was, somebody said it was snow on the puck? Yeah, there was um, a commentator who mentioned that it was just, like, snow stuck on the puck. Well, that, that's, that's a commentator. That. that certainly was not a league explanation. i got to be honest, Samantha. They have the technology. They should fix it. I appreciate your call. I'm tired of talking about it, but thank you. Let's go to Alex in Oakland. Alex, ask Mark anything. What up, Mark? What up? Hey, I've been re-watching re all the WrestleManias. Can you give me your top three wrestlers of all time? First off, if you're re-watching all the WrestleManias, you have way too much time on your hands, Alex. Uh, what do you do for a living, if anything? Geologist. You're a geologist? Yes, sir. That rocks. Get it? Uh, what what do you actually do in the way of geology? What's your what's your latest job? Uh, I do stream monitoring for Constitution uh, Hall Mines. Well, it sounds intriguing. The three greatest wrestlers of all time. Now you're talking about in ring performance, uh, drawing power, interviews. I mean, what exactly is your criteria? I, I want greatest overall. Can I give you my top three first? Uh, go ahead, because I'm sure it's just 
absurd choices. Go ahead. <laughs> Randy Savage. Uh, okay. Randy Orton. And then okay. uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, number two. Okay. St- Steve Austin's top five. Randy Orton's top 200. Mach is like maybe top 25, 30, somewhere in there. Uh, for my money, the best ever are Ric Flair, number one, and if you think otherwise, you're stupid. Number two, probably Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number three, I mean, if you're going by drawing power, how can you not say Hulk Hogan or The Rock? So yeah, I, I, right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with it. Flair. I'm going to go with Flair, Austin, and Shawn Michaels got to be in there somewhere too. But I'm going to go with oh, Flair, Austin. Shawn Michaels. Oh my God! How could you do that? You're watching all the WrestleManias in this. Endless amount of spare time you appear to have. Let's go to uh, Rough Justice. Rough Justice on the Parkway. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. How are you doing today? Terrific. Hey, uh, have you ever met the Shendarovich twins? And Absolutely. The part of, do you know if they've been interviewed as part of the Mueller investigation? No, no they, I, they're not involved in any kind of investigation that I know of. Thank you for the call. But the Shendaroviches. Uh, are just an incredible law firm, the best since the law firm of uh, from from all in the family. It was uh, Rabinowitz, Rabinowitz, and uh, uh, I, I forget the other one. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Up next, we still want your calls, but we want hockey calls only because it's the hockey night show. Brought to you by the aforementioned three wise men: Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. That's up next here on one zero five nine. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. It's the Hockey Night Show brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. It's the Penguins and Capitals. Game three tonight at PPG Paints Arena. And it looks like Gino's going to play. It looks like Dumoulin's going to play. It looks like Hagman will not play. I would assume that would take uh, Dominic Simone out of the lineup, but uh, we'll wait and see how they actually line up. As Mike Sullivan uh, hastened to say after the skate this morning, all three players, Malkin, Dumoulin, and Haglund, are game-time decisions. So let's hope for the best, but at any rate, let's just hope the Penguins get out of the first 90 seconds, not trailing, because that's the way it's gone down each of the last two games. If they can do that... Uh, I really like the Penguins' chances tonight with or without Gino and Dumo, and even more so if they play. Let's go to Steve in the car. Steve, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Uh, just want to let you know I've met a guy this weekend who's a rabid hockey fan. He's a Detroit Red Wings fan. He couldn't get a good done saying enough good about Sidney Crosby. He said he's the best player in the world. Well, thank God some anonymous Detroit Red Wings fan has confirmed Sid's greatness, but I would think that's fairly evident. Uh, I don't think Sid had his best regular season because he's played, uh, you know, 200-some games even coming into the season and, you know, has played a lot more since then, but he's certainly showing his worth and his dominance. And, yes, his status as the game's very best player so far in these Stanley Cup playoffs. Leaves the line open. Dial 412-333-WXDX. Let's go to Crystal in the car. Crystal, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Um, I actually had a question. It, it is a hockey question. Uh, 
you know how the football players, uh, have, a lot of attention has been drawn to the concussion? And I don't know the name of the syndrome, but it happens like years later down the road. CTE. Uh, they made a movie about it. CTE. CTE. Okay, so has anyone, I have two questions. One, uh, has anyone in hockey actually been diagnosed with that? I know you can't do it until an autopsy. Uh, I think one of the enforcers that passed away was diagnosed with CTE, but uh, he's a pretty extreme example because, you know, he got punched in the head throughout his career. But uh, I, I think okay. very few hockey players have been tested for that uh, after passing. Right, and then that my other question was, do you know if there's a way to find out yet before an autopsy? No, no, but apparently they're very close to something like that to determine while an athlete's still alive if indeed he has CTE or the symptoms of developing. Thank you for the call, Crystal. Let's go to Kyle in Squirrel Hill. Kyle, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, I have a question about um, Chris Letang. Um so I know he has a no trade clause. Um, I think I think I'm right on that. And in my opinion, he hasn't been playing up to his full potential. Um, not this year, not last year. And I'm wondering. Okay, well, you 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 were right for about the first 30 games of this season. He was fine okay. last year until he got hurt. He's been fine this year since recovering from his major off-season neck surgery. Sure, absolutely. But I'm, my question is. With kids like Schultz and Dumoulin coming up, do you think he's worth holding on to and continuing to kid, play that kid, much wait, money hold for him? It, hold it. Kids like Schultz and Dumoulin? Kids? Mm -hmm. They're established NHL players, Einstein. And let me ask you this. If you trade Latang, which you know not want to do because your girlfriend would rather nail him than you, and I understand that. If you if you want to trade Latang, who takes his place in the lineup next year? Tell me that. Sh if they trade Latang, who plays defense? Okay, Schultz is already playing already playing is any of this sinking in who would be what? the new defenseman in the lineup if they trade Latang? oh i don't know anybody from drew dowdy well to... great no, right they're gonna get drew dowdy you're an idiot and if you're on a bridge don't jump off but i like to think that you might and i can't say that you should and i hope you don't but you kind of get my drift let's go to vitamin t in blairsville good god what this show's devolved into I, 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 I hope that Brian Mills at Taken doesn't know what's going on, being the Penguin fan he is. <laughs> Home of the Connemar. Hey, Mark, uh, have you heard anything about them, uh, the Ark of the Covenant? There's been a, a, a dig at, at the former site of the Civic Arena that some of the professors at Carnegie Mellon have been looking there, and for some reason it might be there. Uh, Noah's Ark. Is that what you're talking about? Noah's Ark is at the, is at the site of the Civic Arena. Is that Because I don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is. Is that what you're talking about? Let me tell you, I went to a lot of Penguin games in the 70s. The notion of it being a sinking ship, you know, definitely struck me then. All right, up next, we're going to talk to Caps play-by-play -play man Joe Beninati. It's the Hockey Night Show live from Buford's. Oh, we gave the tickets away. Ray Bowman won, 105.9 The X.